I'm so high you could roll me up and smoke me. And that's not because Virginia is now a medical marijuana state. I am on absolutely nothing but validation. That's right. Validation, my friend. Let me tell you what. It is absolutely miserable, miserable to have this illness. We've already just established that, right? It sucks. But when you have to explain it to friends and family and you don't feel like you're taken seriously, that's upsetting. And when you feel like the people that have been your practitioners are judging you and belittling you, it becomes even more just weighing you down, right? So the other day, I wasn't real thrilled with my fasciologist. Oh, I'm sorry, Emma. She was sitting in my lap, and I guess I got a little bit loud, and so she jumped down, and I made her get out of her spot so I could sit down because I just came back from my first breathing appointment, and I'm trying to be a good girl. I took a shower. I medicated. Oh, I forgot my baclofen. I got to take my baclofen. Don't let me. I got to do my baclofen while we're talking about it. Got to be a good girl. Here we go. Baclofen time. If you haven't taken your medicine, please do so. I've got to take one and a half. Okay. Oh, and I stopped and got a soda. Oh, the best ever. Because Sonic has the best soda pop in town. Mmm. Mmm. The crushed ice. I mean, you can buy their, their ice by the bag. It's so darn good. Now I got to follow with my Fiji water. I do that. I just, you know, protect my teeth. And I know soda's bad for you, so I figure when I pour it down the sink, I always flush it with water because I don't want to mess up my pipes. But I'm still drinking soda pop, but I figure I'll just dilute it with water in my belly. So here we go. Mm. So, I was a little upset with my fasciologist the other day because when I said, you know, I'm lying butt naked on the table and she's working on me and I wish she, you know, rather than, you know, give me the lecture and make me feel even smaller than, you know, I was already feeling, I wish she would have worked on this spot on my left hip. But that's why I say work on your fascia yourself. You need to, right? When I said I'm having a problem with my breathing and she says, no, you're not. I wish you quit saying that. You look crazy. That's why people don't take you seriously. You have the, 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 the ability to educate the masses, whatever that means. And, I'm, and I feel like, okay, she's trying to make me feel better. That's what she always does. And I'm like, but I am having a problem with my breathing. But rather than say anything, I just tucked my tail between my legs or, <laughs> well, you know, I was butt naked. <laughs> it wasn't much to tuck. But it brought me down a little bit. You know, the person that I've been depending on, the only person, I mean, I give her, give her major, major creds because she's the only person that's been able to help me. But I have sent people to her and those people have contacted me. They can't handle the pain. It's too painful for them. And, you know, and they can't afford her. And so... You know, it's not that I can afford her. It's just my husband's working seven days a week because, I mean, I 
when I don't just get fatigued, when my body stops, it literally stops. It's like my batteries have run out. That string that you pull to make me work has reached my back. I can no longer walk and or talk. That's what happens when, when I'm done. So, you know, I'm, that's why, you know, I went to my breathing appointment. I came home, took a shower. Now, you know, lying in bed for a little bit. I'm going to watch a show. You know, I need to be doing bills and things like that. I'll, I'll get to it. But I'm going to sit here for a few minutes, allow my body to rest, and then get back up. Trying to do it because I have a new attitude. And I'm on high when I'm leaving the breathing specialist because she told me, oh my gosh, you really do have problems with your breathing. And thank you. And I'll get into all that in a minute. But as I'm on my high, it took an email from Mary Jane to bring me down. I mean, individuals, and this is the thing that gets me. She's trying to get me for another $200 from February and March. I have not seen her since March 3rd. I canceled my March 13 appointment via email, but she says she didn't get it. So she charged me for that appointment anyway. And now she's coming back saying because she did mad on some appointments, you know, so she's charging me another $200 and just wants me to bring her a check. My husband is, you know, refusing to do any of that. So that's a whole nother story. I pay before I have the services. She did other services. I'm more than willing to, to pay, but it's like, why are you sending me a bill, you know, 60 to 90 days after the services were rendered? Why didn't you tell me when it was being done? And I would have paid you then. And then she wrote in her email, well, I didn't want you to bring in our charge card. <laughs> I'm sure that was a typo, but that just says so much, does it not? Because she's just taken my money or charge card because I have been shocked when I go up to pay her and she's added all these other fees in and I feel at her mercy. Again, another person, I'm at their mercy. And that is not acceptable. And when you deal with individuals that have a God complex, and I guess that's the only way I can put it, and I'm not doing it to be rude, but seriously. You know, when they say somebody's short and they have that Napoleon complex or whatever, when you deal with individuals that do a specialty and they say things, sometimes you have to look at them to say, could, excuse, could, did you just really say that? Because... Although I get messages and people are like, maybe I've helped them or they've laughed or something like that. That's super cool. That just means the world to me. When somebody messaged me and says, that's what she said or anything like that, it just puts a little bit more high in me and I could float, you know, like a balloon because that's all I ever wanted to do since I was 11 years old was be on the radio and use my voice. And to have that taken away and to get that back is so exciting for me. It, it truly is so exciting. But you'll never hear me going around saying, oh, my words have helped so-and-so in this place. My words have brought everyone together. My words have started a revolution, a cult. Yes. Oh, 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 no, you won't. 
because I'm not that powerful. And really, am I going to educate the masses, move the mountains and all that crap? No. Maybe I can make you laugh a little bit. But this is my medicine. And this gets me off. Gets me off. <laughs> That's right. So, it's what I love. So, for you to come back and listen, again, I'm so grateful. But when you go around and you're saying, I'm so honored that God has spoken through me, through my hands to heal you. I am healing Williamsburg. Or I won't even tell you what my husband said about Mary Jane when he left March 3rd. (laughs) I have it on recording if anybody ever wants to see it. Not what he said, but how she acted. And you can come up with your own things. But she was telling him, what I'm doing is I'm activating her breathing muscles and I have gone through 22 hours of training. It's Or was it $22,000 I've spent with hours of training? And I could tell you to push in this area, but you would not be doing the same as I because of this. And my husband was like, uh, you think the world of this woman? I mean, because, you know, when you're desperate and you can't breathe and something hurts and somebody helps you a little bit, I mean... You, you you depend on them. And when they come up to you and say, okay, I need you to pay for your next sessions. That'll be $745. And by the way, I added in $230.50 because I did this, that, and the other extra. And you're just like, yes, ma'am. You know, and there it goes on your charge card and you're still paying that off while she's asking you for another $200. Did I get a little pissy? You're damn right. And then, you know, to sit there and to have somebody have the Lord working through them in order to heal my body, I mean, you start getting a little bit too lost, I think. Now, like I said, these people have helped me tremendously. But Scott Birch, who flat out told me he was a genius in his office, if you don't want me to say anything about you, I guess you don't work on me. But I have nothing bad to say. I'm just telling you what they told me. It just kind of rubs me the wrong way. And maybe that's a confidence thing. I mean, if you're a genius because you can do this, then you're a genius. But I left in full body muscle spasms every time you worked with me. And you wouldn't accept that it could be a fascia problem. And that's the thing. I have three specialists. And... All of them think that their modality is the only modality. And it's not. It just is not. Now, Ebony, who goes by Bunny because that's her husband's nickname for her. Now I think she's going to legally change it. But I know her as Ebony and that's what I'm going to call her, Ebony. She is absolutely wonderful. And she's the only person that, you know, kind of accepts the other modalities, right? But... She still yelled at me, telling me I wasn't speaking properly and that I don't have a problem breathing. And it upset me. And I'm afraid to say these words and hear her listening. And then Lord knows if she'll ever see me again or she's going to take it out on me. I don't know. I don't think she's that kind of person. But then, you know, I'm not. She's done wonders for me. I just didn't like how I was treated that day. 
and maybe I'm super sensitive. So we can blame it all on me. So if you're listening, Ebony, now you did say you only listen to your interview, and that's cool. I don't expect you to listen to my podcast, but I'm also not planning on listening to yours because I've never listened to a podcast. I haven't even listened to the one that I was interviewed on. Those two interviews, I have no idea what I just, I know they sent like a reel around and, you know, all these other people that they've interviewed, they have, they do video as well. And they wanted me to like be all fixed up and stuff. I said, I'm in my bed. This is what I look like. You know, take it. This is what I got. So I think they did stuff to my face to make me look better or something. I don't know. But I haven't watched it or heard it. So I, I don't. I have no idea. It's that real to real podcast. Love the girls. Do, do, do. Do, 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 do. Da, 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 da. Sorry, I couldn't help myself. But I just, you know, I I just, I don't, I don't listen. So I don't expect, you know, I'm not going to listen to hers. Because like I said, to me, it's an insult. Because I did this for a living. I get, I got paid to do this. And that's a whole other thing. We don't even go back in there. But it's just the point. It's the individuals that help me. And then I'm so grateful to them, then it becomes difficult for me to be able to speak my mind because I feel like I have to bow down to them. And it shouldn't be like that. It should not be like that. And then to turn around and know, okay, I can't work. You know, I'm on disability. They won't let me work. And then to turn around and come for more money. I pay, you know... Or and to ask for more money and this, that, and the other. Well, I guess if I can't afford your services, I shouldn't be doing them anyway. But when I paid and I thought I was paid and then to come back and ask for more months later, it's kind of like, wow. But that's what caused me to go searching so desperately for other individuals and when the individuals that I've sent to her that have come back to me and said, I, I just can't take the pain. I don't know how you do it. Well, this is the only modality I have known. Fascial remodeling is not for the faint at heart. But working on your fascia is for everyone. You don't have to do it the way I'm doing it. I, I mean, when you do it with the tools, you just have to rub briskly. You know, my, my fascia is so bad that, you know, it's glued down on on most of my bones and so that's why we've been having to rip it off so this is the only modality i know but next week i will be knowing uh another way of working on my fascia through counter strain and this person accepts my insurance and i am really excited about that and if it all works well then i can refer these when these individuals that have gone to my fasciologist to this person and they live in in chesapeake so this is a win-win for them and so any modality I can find, I will share with you because it's, it's horrible to have just that one person. What if they raise their prices to where you can't, you can't do it anymore? What if they're just because they're so darn good and the Lord's working through them and, you know, the Lord hath provideth and they've just so booked up and you can't ever get in, then... And I'm not being rude to religions. I'm not. I'm just, you know, saying, speaking my mind. What little bits left. And, 
you know, they go on vacation. You can't get in. All that good stuff, right? You need to have a backup. And I have desperately been searching for somebody that understood dynamic neuromuscular stabilization or it's postural. It's it's a postural method and um, where they understand that breathing is necessary in order for us to move. Now, whether or not you have HEDS or a torn rotator cuff, you can have this issue. You just don't have to have our problem to have this issue, but generally everybody that has HEDS has an issue with their breathing, whether they admit it or not. And even if it looks like they're breathing properly, like I was told I was on Tuesday, that was confirmed today that, uh, no, you're not. Just, you know, you have to really look deeply into it. Now, now this is the thing. Everybody on their right side, their right side is predominantly dominant. Now, for me, all of my pain, a lot of my pain is on the left side. And it hurts so badly. But it's because my right side is messed up. You got to stay with me here because it gets all confusing. It's like when you're working on a muscle for the left side, you do it by activating muscles on the right. It, it just, it's kind of opposite, but then it depends on which body part you're working on. It's all very intricate. It's this big, <laughs> it's just, you know, if, if we could go back in and change the way our bodies are built, we could improve our this human model so much better because this is the situation. You've got a diaphragm on both sides. I know you know that. You got your right and your left. Well, on the right side, the diaphragm is right there with the liver, right? The, the it, it's got the liver, so it it pushes up. It's it's evenly proportioned. It it works properly. On the left side, the diaphragm is weighed down by the heart. So the right side is usually generally stronger than the left side. And when you have a situation like HEDS, where your fascia starts getting adhesed and where you change your gait, you start changing the way you breathe, that left side slowly stops working properly. And so the right side is doing all of the work. Now, this was a very in-depth appointment, and it was very interesting because I was lying down on the table, and she had me, and you could do this too, do, just you know, be very careful when you do this, but lie down on your back and bend your knees, and then slowly bend your legs, keep your feet touching, and don't let them lift up, keep them flat, and slowly lean to the left, and then if you've got... Have fun. Get a get a companion. Have them measure you. You know, when you go all the way down, stick a yardstick or whatever down between your, <laughs> not there, but between your legs and see the height. See how, how low they go, right? Go from the top down. And then come back over and go to the right side. 
and see how far down they go. Now, what was interesting was my left side went all the way down. My left knee all the way down. When I went to do the right side, it was tighter. I could barely get my right knee all the way down to the bed. And I, I instantly noticed, okay, I'm tight. Then I had to scoot off the table. And when you scoot off the table, like this, say the edge of your bed, scoot off so that your one leg can drop down. And what you do is you drop, say, drop your right leg down, okay, to the floor while you're pulling your left knee as close to your chest as you possibly can. And see how your leg feels. Your leg is supposed to effortlessly just hang. The knee is supposed to be relaxed. Your heel will be pushing back towards the bed and your leg will just be relaxed and dropped. My right leg, the right knee was turned in. The foot stayed forward. It didn't come towards the bed at all. And it just was stiff. Then I went and put the left leg down and pulled the right knee up. And that knee, my leg was all the way to the bed. My knee was turning outward as it's supposed to a little bit. That's your hip flexors. And my foot was coming towards the bed. I could feel the difference. Then you do your arms and you raise your right arm all the way above your head and see how far you can get to touch the table or touch the bed if we're doing the bed. And you come back and do your left side. And when you do those things, tell me what you feel. I bet you're going to find one side is tighter than the other. And then there's the series of bending your arm and, and seeing how far, you know, and this is difficult to describe uh, on the radio, on the radio, this is difficult to describe, but if you're lying down and you just slide your arm out and you have it bent so that your fist is to the ceiling, you're going to want to drop your fist down while someone's holding your elbow and see how low you can go and then take it backwards and see how it goes and then do the same on the left side, hang off the side of the bed and see how it goes. You're going to notice that one side is probably more, more mobile than the other. And that's a sign that you've got an issue with your breathing, an issue with your diaphragm. Now, the really cool part is when you lie down flat, and I really don't know how, uh, I mean, you're going to have to have somebody do this with you, but you lie down flat and you push down on your ribs, right at the top of your bosom, say on your left side, and you, you have someone push down. Oh, Bertram just started back up, <laughs> so you might hear him coming through. And so you push down on the left side and you breathe in through your nose and then you let it out through your mouth and just notice if the bottom half of your stomach raises up and then do the same on the right side. And I know this is a lot to take in, but I'm just telling you like what I went through and the measurements and stuff like that. And I could tell. And it was obvious 
that my breathing was off. The very thing that I was trying to say the other day before I was told there was nothing wrong with my breathing. She did those few tests and she said, oh my. And she watched me walk and everything. And she said, you're not breathing to full capacity. She goes, you're not even getting air in to the left side. She goes, so you're really off balance. And I think I might have said this yesterday. There is a reason when a baby comes out of the womb, the first thing the doctors do is spank their bottoms to make sure they're breathing. If you are not breathing properly, your body is not functioning properly. So every physical therapy exercise you are doing is for naught until your breathing is regulated. So now I have exercises to do, to which I will share with you. Now, in order to get my diaphragm, and see, this is what you have to do. You have to train your body to start working this way again. And it's so sad that, you know, we had to learn to talk and walk and, you know, I don't remember being a kid and being frustrated because I couldn't walk. I don't remember being a child and being frustrated because I couldn't talk. I mean, could you imagine a world where I didn't talk? <laughs> so, you now have to relearn what you learned before, but you didn't know that you were learning. Does that make sense? Like I said, it's like teaching an old dog new tricks. This is exactly what's happening. It was different when we were children and our mothers or our fathers, our grandparents, whoever, whoever did this for you would hold our hands and say, come on, you can walk. Come on, baby. And all you did was try to get to your mama or your daddy or to whomever, insert person there. I want to make sure I'm being fair. I know today's society, we need to be politically correct, and I wish, I wish to be politically correct. So to whomever you chose to walk to, that's all you were trying to do. You weren't frustrated and knew it. You just knew you had to get to that person. So that's what you were trying to do. Get to that person. You didn't know what it was like to be able to do it, to not be able to do it now. Bertram's on his way back here. I can't stop him. Hey, Bertram. So, always oh, turning back around. I just love to watch him go. But you're frustrated, but you don't know why. As an adult, or I like to say as an adult, makes me sound more proper, doesn't it? As an adult, no. As an adult, as an older person, we get frustrated because, it, we know how to walk, put one foot in front of the other, but we can't do it. You know, it doesn't matter how tight. Ooh, yes, if you are ever intoxicated and you get pulled over by the police, you shouldn't be driving. But if for some reason somebody asks you to walk a straight line, squeeze your butt cheeks together like you're holding a dime, 
You will walk a straight line every time. It does not matter how inebriated you may be. As long as your butt cheeks are squeezed together, you will do just fine. I was on the flag squad when I was in high school, and we had to walk a straight line, and that's what we used to do. We, we weren't, well, we were, were we, we had cherry Slurpees and, oh, you could pour vodka and cherry Slurpees. Oh, oh my goodness. And that was an, a, a, a chilly treat, not advising anybody to do that. But squeeze your butt cheeks together. You're going to walk straight every time. But when you are an adult and you have to learn how to breathe after you have been breathing improperly all this time, but seriously, I really didn't know I wasn't breathing properly until I started having my fascia released, okay? Because I was so used to the tightness in my body, I didn't know. I knew that my gait had changed because I changed it. I didn't want to use a cane when my big toe originally gave out. I didn't want to use a cane, so... I wobbled a certain way so that I could take a step and not look out a step, but I was rolling my foot. So that in turn went up my knee and went up to my hip and messed me up. So I know I changed my gait, but when you change your gait and you don't know it and things like that and changing your breath... And you don't know it because that's all you know. It's very difficult to relearn this process. It's not a wham, bam, thank you, ma'am kind of thing. It is really, it's frustrating. It, it really is. It's frustrating to have to relearn how to do these things. I mean, I, I'm telling you, when I could not say my son's name, because I could not say Wyland. I have to, oh gosh, Wyland. I, I'm, I'm, I know I'm having problems with my voice because I'm having a hard time getting out the w. And I sound like a dog. <laughs> but that, I got to do it now. It's going to drive me nuts. Hold on. Wyland. Wyland. There we go. Okay, I'm sorry. It's going to drive me nuts. Not being able to say my child's name brought me to tears, as many things do. But when I couldn't speak, that was the first thing I practiced was saying my son's name, Wyland. Because, and I'm having a hard time now because I'm not breathing properly. And I know this. And when you have to learn these things, it's very, I hate to say demeaning, but it, it is. It's, it's gut-wrenching. It just pulls at you because you're accepting this illness or not accepting this illness. You're struggling to breathe. And, and it's, you can't believe somebody when they tell you you're not speaking properly and it's your fault. Wouldn't you rather somebody go, there's a big-ass old tumor in there, and we're going to pull it out, and then you'll be talking just fine. Not saying that we want tumors, but I'm just saying we want a resolve and an answer. So it would be so much easier for somebody, because I had to accept that I wasn't able to speak because my body forgot how to talk. 
And that's, can you, I mean, seriously, for me, that was like <laughs> detrimental. The, the not being able to walk was really bad, but not being able to talk, wow. I mean, I talk to myself. I'm my biggest company. I do. I, I really enjoy talking to myself because I don't get bored. I keep myself entertained all day long. So to have to learn all of this, we have to retrain our bodies. And it helps when you run across somebody that understands. And when you deal with individuals, you didn't think I was going to be able to roll back around, right? And segue, huh? Tell you what. When you deal with individuals that have a God complex and their modality and their way is the only way. It has a tendency to screw with your mind. And when they start asking for more money, you just have to suck it up and give it to them. When they tell you you need to come in three days a week, you just have to go ahead and do it. Because you're like, these are the only people that can help me. It's like you're brainwashed. Oh my gosh, these are the only people that can help me. I don't know what I'm going to do if I miss a week. Oh my goodness, I don't know what to do. I've got to do it. They're a genius. I've got to do it. The Lord's working through them. Oh my gosh, I've got to go. Maybe it'll rub off on me. It's not right. And it's not fair. Today... I found a physical therapist. Yes, I'm going back three times a week. But you know what? They accept my insurance. You know what? They explained to me why I wasn't breathing properly. They didn't condemn me because I wasn't breathing properly. They didn't tell me it was all in my head. They were able to do a physical assessment to validate, yo lady, your breathing ain't right. And that's all I needed. 14 minutes away from my house. I don't have to go through the tunnel. I don't have to leave an hour and a half early for the appointment. And the person is not talking down to me. And they were as excited as I was that I was understanding what they wanted me to do. It's going to be a slow process. Now, this is the exercise that I was given. If you choose to do it, please do. What's happening is when you realize, and, and the reason why I said do those exercises, do those tests that I told you about hanging one leg off and and uh, putting your knees to the side and doing your arms. Because once you feel the, is it asymmetrical? We're, we're, we're supposed to be asymmetrical, we're not. And our bodies don't work that way. But we're built that way. Is, I think, is that it? I've got it. Yeah, I believe it. And so what it is, is we have to get our bodies working properly doing tasks that aren't even, you know, like uh, one side is working much more than the other while we're doing something. And if we keep doing something, like say you're dusting the table and you're using your right arm because your right arm works better for you. Well, then it just gets to the point that, that right arm is the only one 
breathing, the only one doing all of the work. And then the left arm just finally says, okay, well, I guess you don't need me. I'm not going to be here anymore. You've got to use that left arm. You've got to force yourself to use that left arm. So once you can physically prove to yourself that one side is tighter than the other or that there's an off balance, that's what I'm asking you to find. See if you can feel an, an off balance. And if you forget any of this, just message me. I'll, I'll work through it. Oh, and by the way, I keep getting these things from Spotify saying, People are, are, are responding or something or asking questions. I can't find them. I have no idea where they are. So please message me. If you hadn't figured it out, Christy Lynn Hanchy is my handle. <laughs> oh, you're supposed to like us on Instagram or follow us on Instagram. My husband doesn't do Jack Diddley. He put a picture of him with like him sucking on a lollipop. He's got like 60 some followers on Instagram. We did this because Real to Real Holly Mae and, and Taylor told me I needed to have Instagram, needed to have Instagram. So I did Instagram. I have like 31 followers or something. And I have no idea what I'm doing. He puts himself out there with a lollipop. He's got 60 some people. I have no idea. But like us on Spotify, and if you are asking questions through Spotify and I don't respond, it's because I can't find them. I keep getting messages saying that they're there, but I can't find them. So AWOL Zebra podcast, there's AWOL Zebra on Instagram, and then we've got the Fascinating AWOL Zebra group, and then my personal page is, you, you can see it, it's got a picture of the zebra, and we got a new zebra coming, and a picture of me holding my son for the uh at the radio station oh get this a friend of mine she's like i'm writing your biography she's so cute she's i mean my gosh she's written three books already so she's like i can't find you you're not googleable my dreams my prayers everything has been answered i can create my new me because i mean you can barely find anything the wikipedia page that i was on and all this stuff it's like i've been erased from the internet Something they told me could never be done. I have been erased. I did find a few things in the Virginia radio and television archives. And then the Virginian pilot had my name in a story. Because I made the paper when I wore my underwear backwards. And then I made the paper talking about my favorite Christmas present and stuff like that. And it says, W-I, I don't even say the word, Christy Lynn Hodge, you know, said this. So... I'm like in the paper there. My son's more Googleable than I am. So is my husband. But now when you put in Christy Lynn Hanchy, one of the top things I think it says, I was a total bitch, AWOL zebra. So I'm real thrilled. <laughs> That's the one that seems to pop up first. But yeah, she couldn't find like anything about me. It's like I've been erased. So now I can create the new me. I will make myself bigger and better than ever before. Oh, and I'll change the world with my words. Oh, please. No, I'm going to have a little bit of fun. But that was kind of funny. I thought that was kind of funny. But these exercises, what you will find, yes, I can go back to the topic. It does not matter how off far track I get. So when you find out that one side is tighter than the other, especially with the, the bottom half of the leg, the leg test that I told you about, uh you'll see that your quadricep and your hip flexors might be a little tight. If your leg doesn't drop all the way down on one side, that means your quadricep 
and your hip flexor is tight. So what's happening is as you're breathing, the other muscles are compensating. So we need to get our diaphragm working again. My muscles are so tight because it's bypassing my diaphragm and my quadriceps are doing the work that my diaphragm should be doing and, and all this other stuff. So what we need to do is we need to reactivate our hamstrings and we need to get our minds rewired to understand that the left side needs to work. So what you want to do is put on your tennis shoes so your feet don't slip and you want to lie down on the floor and you want to put your feet up against the wall and you're going to bend your knees okay and put your feet up against the wall you're going to get a little ball you know maybe you know four inches if that's what she said uh but you know maybe like a, a ball that I, I i was like i was on amazon looking for a ball because i did this before uh, a year ago and i was looking for a ball and i said i can't find a four inch ball and then it finally hit me buy an eight inch ball and blow it up four inches idiot I mean, seriously, yes, my words will change the world, and I couldn't figure out how to buy a four-inch ball. So it comes to you all, you know, meshed up, and then you just have to blow her up, and boom, there you go. So you take your knees, they're bent, your feet are up against the wall, and you're going to put this ball between your knees, okay? And then you are going to lie down flat, and you're going to take a deep breath in through your nose. Now, when you take that breath in, you are going to apply a little pressure on the heels of your feet and gently squeeze in the ball between your knees while making sure that you're doing like a pelvic tilt to where your back is going flat into the floor. Okay, and hold it for a few seconds and then release. And as you release and relax, your abdomen is going to come back up kind of to neutral position and you're not going to have the pressure on your feet and your knees. And then you're going to inhale again through your nose. Gently push your heels into the, into the wall while squeezing a little bit in the ball and pushing your lower back into the floor. Hold it for a few more seconds and then relax. And you can do that like 10 times or what I'm going to do is put my earbuds in, put on a song and I'm gonna do it for the entirety of a song. And I'm going to do that a couple of times a day. Now my goal is going to eventually be blow it into a balloon and I will get there but this is what we have to do we have to take baby steps we have to regain our ability to breathe properly we have lost that ability to breathe properly if you are not breathing properly your body is not functioning properly that's just that, that should be your mantra. That's just it. 
And I knew when I was sitting there talking with the therapist, I knew that I was not breathing because I started getting tension in my upper back. And my back area and my transverse abdominis on the left side started hurting. And I knew it was because I wasn't breathing properly and I was talking. So that is why we go down during the day. Because we get up and we do some things and then we stop breathing properly if we're even breathing properly to begin with. And then our bodies start scramming, you know, trying to get air any way you can. So you're taking shallow breaths, your chest, you can feel it in your chest and you can feel the tightness in your abdomen, but you're not getting breath. You find that you're doing something and you've been holding your breath. You're not getting air. So if you can't do the exercises properly, you're not washing the dishes properly. You're not walking to the washing machine properly. You're not going to the bathroom properly. We have to get the foundation before we add anything else to it. So we've got to work on our breathing first. And when you deal with individuals that only believe their modality is the one and only, you're going to miss out on all these other opportunities that create the bigger picture. You know, what is it? Rome wasn't built in a day. You can't teach an old dog new tricks. You can say whatever you want to say. This is not going to be an easy task. But together we can do this. Tell me if I'm wrong. Please do. I would, I would really love to hear from you. But tell me your breathing's perfectly fine and you don't need any of this. Or say, wow. I do have a problem, and I'm going to fix it. And that can be one of your three things for your AZA, for your AWOL Zebra agenda, your breathing exercises. Might not seem like much, but we're taking baby steps, right? So there you have it. That's my rant for the day, my friends. Thank you so much for being here. It, it you know, validation. That's what I needed. I feel positivity, I feel hope, and that is why I am bound and determined to come up with exercises that we can do to help us. Jenny DeBond and all these other people, they have all these recommendations. You have to be a physical therapist or a Pilates instructor before I'll teach you how you can sit in a chair properly and this, that, and the other. No. There will be no restrictions. All you need to do is learn. And I'm going to teach you everything I possibly can. And hopefully it will help you. It is so nice to be able to share this with you. Because I'm going to drive my husband nuts. <laughs> if I sit here and go, look, I wasn't breathing properly. And I was validated. And la, la, la. So I need this. It's going to save my marriage. This podcast will save my marriage alone. So thank you. I really appreciate you being here. I hope we had a little bit of fun today. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow.
Write your three things down. Do the best that you can. Christy Lynn Hanchi, AWOL Zebra. Have a lovely day.